Welcome back to Happy Brain. My name is Sean Block. Thank you so much for being here today. If this is your first time, welcome. If you've been around a while, welcome back. This is a show where we talk about those tips and techniques to make your brain a little happier. And we're going to talk about some tips and techniques today with Biz Kush. And she is a licensed therapist. And she's also a podcaster. And she has a podcast called The Awaken your wise woman podcast. Definitely recommend checking it out if this content connects with you. And she's been doing it for years and it's admirable because podcasting can be, it's tough to keep going, I know, <laughs> but we love it. So today we're going to talk about overthinking, anxiety, regret, being a self-critic. These are all some of the parts of us that are barking, that are screaming at us sometimes. And Biz is going to talk to us about how to deal with these different inner parts, doing parts work. Because these parts of us, as we're learning in the show, actually have a purpose. Part of it is survival to help us keep going. It's kind of like having that coach that was excessive, yelling at you, screaming at you, but you got results, you survived, you did well in whatever you're trying to do. We have that same coach in ourselves that is yelling and screaming and being bitter and just, Arr! she's going to help us address that coach and do things that can kind of calm it down, recognize, be curious about that coach and move forward. A lot of the things that we teach on this show help you deal with those parts of you that are overactive, et cetera. So if you're an anxious person, if you're a person of regret, definitely this show is for you. So thank you so much. We'll get right into it. And I just want to remind you, if you have a comment or thought, I'm going to put a link to our survey down below in our show notes. Please fill that out. We're trying to make sure this show works for you. Who are you and what do you want to hear? And we've gotten some great feedback so far. So I really appreciate that coming in. Thank you to so much for people who have been doing that. And Welcome with that, let's get right into the show. Brain. My name is Sean Block, Cheers. and thank you for joining us. Welcome, Biz. I'm so excited that you're here today. Thanks, Sean. I'm excited to be here. Thanks for having me on. And as a mental health podcaster, this is a real treat. We have a mm -hmm. licensed therapist, right? Yep. Yep. And so a lot of times that we talk about things from kind of the, you know, from my perspective, from more of a lived experience perspective, and then it's great to have therapists and professionals come on and give us some a little bit more information that we can really use. I really, really appreciate it. Oh, sure thing. And I'm, I'm happy to be here. And you have uh, your podcast, uh, which Awaken Your Wise Woman podcast. We were just mm -hmm. talking off air. You've been doing it for years, many, yeah. many years. So I was yeah. saying how commendable that is because in the podcasting world, it's really hard to kind of keep going and being consistent. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so what are, and all that, what are like one or two themes that your listeners really respond to? Hmm. So the podcast started, um, actually it was called, um, woman warriors because, uh, my specialty as a therapist is working with mostly women, but I work with men too, who have anxiety. And so it was kind of exploring all the, um, the roots of anxiety in a way, but also offering some tips and um, advice on how to manage it better. Um, it evolved into the Awaken Your Wise Woman probably two years ago. 
And I think it sort of followed the path of my journey of moving away from feeling anxious all the time to really like, how do I live my best life? How do I be present in what's happening today? And so I feel like that has resonated with the listeners. Um, And I talk a lot about how our past has influenced who we are in the, in the today. And so um, many of my guests will share their personal stories of mm. difficulty and growth. And I think, I hope that that really resonates for listeners because we're all there, right? We're all trying to do the best we can. Yeah, no, I, I hear you and anxiety, you know, I hear, and that's our the episodes that deal with anxiety are usually the most downloaded because people really relate to them. I know there's, yeah. we have so many overthinkers uh, <clears throat> yes. thinking about just anxiety and past and regret and all that type of thing. And I know yeah. you have like some strategies or thoughts on how we kind of deal with that kind of inner turmoil. Mm, yeah. So um, these last couple of years, I've really been um, learning about, but really applying what's called internal family systems. It's that model of therapy. And it basically is that we all have different parts of us, everybody. And we also all have a self, sort of like your most centered, guided, core part of you. And because of life experiences, perhaps trauma as a child, um, certain parts get kind of entrenched and maybe uh, more extreme than others. And it makes it hard to really access ourself because those parts kind of take over. So like the inner critic for some of us can be a real trigger for anxiety, right? Like pointing out all the ways maybe you didn't do things right or things you regret in the past. Um, But the idea of this model is every part of us has good intentions. Sometimes their intentions have gone a little astray, like they're more extreme in how they um, try to work with you, like the inner critic. It's hard sometimes to understand what good intentions are there when it's mm. constantly criticizing us, right? Yeah. So <clears throat> through using sort of our curiosity and understanding, caring, um, calmness to really listen to the critic or listen even to our anxious part, because sometimes I think the anxiety holds much deeper feelings. If we can just be open to hearing what they are, it opens up our understanding of those parts so that we can then work to heal them. We were saying like, you know, it's hard to understand like why sometimes this dialogue, why I'm just like pushing on that. Why do you sometimes just dwell so much on regret? Is it you, your body telling you, Hey, you can do better you know, think about things differently. You're not going to survive if you keep acting like this or what is it that drives us so crazy? Yeah. Well, a lot of times I think, well, I think it's driven by fear and that these parts don't, they know that there are wounded parts that have been hurt, right? They know. And oftentimes we push away those very uh, tender hurt parts because that 
pain has been so intense. So these parts, what they call in the IFS world, they call them protectors. So they work really hard to keep that pain at bay. So if I can um, speak for my part, like if I can just remind you of all the ways you maybe made a mistake or didn't do it right or um, thought or said something stupid, then maybe I can help you avoid feeling that pain again. Oh. That I mean, that's like a, such a harsh critic. It's like if you had a coach that was yelling at you all the time, right. do you want to be out of shape? Do you want to like, you know, die early? Do you want to suffer? You yes. know, it's like that constant, constant bickering. If you think about it like that, it's yeah, it's like, yeah. stop it. You know? Right. Well, and that's often what we're told to do, right? If you read, I mean, there are self-help books out that are more helpful, but the, oftentimes it's like, just tell it no, just don't listen. But often that doesn't really shift the dialogue, right? It's still there. So if we can better understand the motivation, like, for instance, like, my inner critic didn't want me to feel pain, didn't want me to get hurt. So if I can better understand why it's doing what it's doing, and I can get beneath that to the hurt that actually happened, maybe I can heal that so that that inner critic doesn't, so it trusts me and myself to take care of me. What I'm hearing is too, is can you just say, stop yelling at me? I hear you. Okay. I hear you. <laughs> And is and is are are some of the things that we do like meditation and you know journaling all that is it is it is it kind of helping to like address some of these inner critics like appease them mm -hmm. a little bit you know appease all these parts of us like hey I'm trying I'm doing some stuff here leave me alone yeah yeah well sure I think that anything that we do to better understand ourselves and to to be able to quiet the noise and listen to ourselves and our parts. Like meditation is great for that. Journaling, I think is also great for that. Um, what can be a fun activity? I don't know if it's fun, but an interesting activity is to, you know, mapping out the different parts of you, right? So you, maybe you have this inner critical part, but maybe you also have a really great manager part. That's like, gets you to work on time, gets you to record those podcast episodes on time. Like, you know, so there are really productive parts that are really great, but there are also some parts that can cause us distress. And by sort of feeling like we are fully integrated and understanding all our parts, that's what helps the whole system function better. So who who are some of these these coaches or critics or whatever they are, parts of us? You mentioned the couple. You said like the inner critic. What are a couple yeah. other ones that part of the yeah. process? Well, so there are the exiles, right? So there are the parts maybe they get wounded in childhood that really work hard to be heard. And then these other protector parts come in to say, no, 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 no. You're not ready. You can't, you can't handle this. We're going to take care of it. And then there's some very extreme protective parts, like for people who probably have experienced some pretty difficult life stuff. Um, it may be like the part that wants to abuse substances, or maybe the part that just wants to shut down, get under the covers and hide. Right. So, um, and I think those parts, the ones that are so extreme, what IFS, they call them firefighters because they want to put out the flames of pain, right? Um, they jump in when they feel like all the rest of the parts aren't doing their job. They're like, mm -hmm. all right, you're, I can feel that this pain is rising and we're just going to 
we're going to make it stop. And I know for a lot of people, that's a hard, that's, those parts are very hard to be compassionate towards. Is it almost like that part of you is saying, hey, I'm going to shut you down because otherwise you're just not yeah. going to make it? Yeah, absolutely. Well, and there can be even like suicidal parts, right? Parts that are like, this is intolerable. And the only way I can help you is to stop living. And that's like, I feel, you know, just saying that it it feels so extreme, but mm. I also feel how much those parts care about, like, they don't want you to hurt. They don't want you to be in pain. Yeah. So, you know, on the show, we, we generally try to keep it light. Mental health is not a light issue at all, but a lot mm. of listeners are just getting kind of exposure to some tips and techniques of how to feel better so that they can get eventually to dealing with some of these really heavy issues. But as you're mm -hmm. starting to, to even like, if you're listening to this, starting to address some of these, oh, I have all these coaches and critics and stuff. We mm -hmm. talked about a couple of techniques, like you mentioned, um, and you also mentioned kind of curiosity. So how does curiosity help you kind of just deal with all these parts of you? Yeah. Well, what happens you know, when our parts get activated, oftentimes we kind of get enmeshed. Like we feel like I am just an anxious person versus I have a part of me that gets really anxious. So I think curiosity sort of creates space to get to know that part. So you're saying, okay, well, here's this um, really sad part. So how can I, or a really anxious part, how can I get to know this part better? So getting curious, what is it? What is its job? Why does it do what it does? What is it afraid would happen if it stops? Which is really mm. important to, because really they're afraid you're going to, I don't know, feel so much pain, you won't be able to cope. Um, but so curiosity is one piece, but it can also, you can bring in creativity, right? Like you can map your parts, you can use colors and shapes or actual um, collage items to kind of represent the parts that you have to help you better understand your own system. Yeah. yeah. There's so many wonderful different techniques and we've, we've addressed so many on these shows. Like one person was talking about coloring, you know, adult yeah. coloring books, forest bathing, you know, um, mm. but journaling has come up time and time again, Absolutely. different meditation techniques, all sorts of times, feeling, feeling types, you know, quite, I mean, all sorts of types. So it sounds mm -hmm. like, um, what you're saying is like, you know, trying to find the the tools that you have to kind of address these different parts, maybe being aware that you have these different parts yep. of you and they're trying to help you in some way. Yep. And then yep. trying to kind of appease them. Yeah. Yeah. To listen and to have compassion. And I think that's another key is to really try to bring forth compassion, even when it feels um, hard to really understand the motivation of that part. One, one question I just had that thought of is we, a lot of times we hear the difference, the term self-compassion and then versus self-care. And I was confused about, is that different? Are those two different things or um, related? They are related, I think, because self-care means you care enough about yourself, you're compassionate enough about your well-being that mm -hmm. you're going to take care of yourself. Self-compassion itself, if you, um, Dr. Kristen Neff, she is the sort of guru of self-compassion um, and has a wonderful website around it, but there are practices that you can bring in to um, boost your 
sort of self-compassionate part, I guess. Mm -hmm. And, you know, one of the, I did a meditation the other day where you were repeating, you know, may I be happy, may I be healthy, and may I accept myself as I am in this moment. And it's just bringing a sense of, of, of like all parts of me are welcome and life can be really hard too. And can I bring the compassion for when maybe my parts take over and I don't necessarily behave in the way I wish I, I had, like it doesn't excuse the behaviors or the things we're not doing right. It's just saying, can I be kind to myself when I don't get it right? So is it like thinking about like my inner critic for whatever reason that's saying, mm. Sean, you know, you should be here at this point in life and you should have this amount of money. You should be doing all these things. Why aren't you doing all these things? Blah, 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 blah. That goes mm. on and on and on. And it's, is it being like kind of self-compassionate about that part? Understanding, hey, you have to yeah. do your job, but hey, it's okay. Yeah. And it's like, I hear how scared you are for me. Mm. And Oftentimes it's reminding those parts that we are at this point in our life and we're not back when the trauma or the difficult life things happened that created this inner critic that's so loud and overwhelming. It's like, okay, I hear you, I understand, and I am and I feel for how much you want to keep me safe. And I mean, for me, it's like, and I'm 60 plus years old and I'm living a beautiful life and I can take care of myself. Mm. And that's not saying that each of us who haven't had our, so many challenges growing, you know, going through different things. It's that, you know, you're at a place now, you sounds like you're, you know, dealing with it more. A lot of people listening to this are like, Oh, I've got so many issues in my life. I don't know what to do. And yeah. And, and it's so overwhelming. Um, yeah. But, sounds like some yeah. of these ideas of kind of just being curious, thinking about yourself, being compassionate, give you a, a more of a chance to get to the road to being feeling better. Yeah. Yeah. Because if we're constantly, like you said, if we are constantly, uh, if that inner critic is constantly being that sort of aggressive, unkind coach, it just leaves us feeling more unsettled versus empowered and supported. Mm -hmm. And so you can, you know, admit like, okay, maybe I didn't say the nicest things to that person in my life. And I'm working on being kinder and more compassionate towards myself for when I do make mistakes. You know, well, I challenge myself and you out there listening to definitely kind of take this to heart. And I'm going to think about, okay, I'm going to be nicer to my inner critic. I'm going to say, Hey man, I appreciate you. I got you. I hear you. You're not yeah. going away, but let me just kind of do my thing. Um, yeah. I yeah. know I hear you. And it's like, it, it to me, it it puts some context into some of these self-care and things that we do. It's like, what are these actually doing? Oh, well, they're actually helping these different parts of us heal or just keep at bay or something like that. Um, one question I have too is, you know, self-care takes a lot of time. And some people think it's kind of a selfish thing to do, like, doesn't seem to me it's selfish. It seems like you should take care of yourself first. But do you hear that? Do people like in your practice and things come to you with that, 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 things like that? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I don't have time to take care of myself. Are you kidding me? And, and 
I guess what my counter to that is self-care doesn't have to take time. Self-care can just be a part of your daily routine. And it really is the small things like, um, have I had enough water to drink today? Am I hungry right now? If I worked through my day and not allowed myself to stop and eat, have I gotten outside and taken a deep breath? Well, not when all the smoke is here, like where it is today, but yeah, have I gotten outside in nature and just allowed myself to be there? Like self-care to me is about just all the small ways we are taking care of our body, our mind, and our spirit. Mm. You know, so many uh, people listen are, we have a large group of people like in their thirties, you know, twenties, thirties, mm-hmm. we have plenty that are pushing past that kind of getting to different stages in life. Yeah. Is it different? Is it too old? I know you work with, you, you mentioned a lot of older um, mm-hmm. audiences. Is it, is it ever too old? Is it, do you have a different approach as you get older to dealing with all these things Is it or is it different? I feel like, well, one, I think healing is possible at any age. And um, no, I think maybe your your um, methods might change a little bit, but I think um, I think the themes run through all all ages. Yeah. Mm. Is there anything particular about maybe being in your forties and fifties as opposed to your twenties and thirties in terms of your approach and your dealing with your, all your different parts of you? Yeah. Well, I think that we probably have, well, I, I don't know if everybody does, but at, when we get into the forties, fifties, midlife, I think we are looking back at what we've, how we've lived up to now. And so there may be more reflection and introspection about where you want to go and move forward. Um, but I think parts work can be, um, brought into life at any age and any stage. And really what's beautiful about it is like you find the ways to work with your parts that, that resonate with you. For a lot of people it's, it's, and I didn't mention this before, but a lot of times when we notice our parts, there is a physical component to that too. So tapping into your body and listening like, oh, when I'm, my anxious part shows up for me, it's like, tightness in my chest and my throat closes up and sometimes my heart beats really fast. So that helps me identify that a part is showing up, the body sensations, but that's good for anybody at any age. And we are so disconnected from our physical self these days that uh, I think that can be a really helpful piece of it too. Now, I know that one of the things you wanted to mention too, is you, you have a group or a program that you're trying to, to deal with even highly sensitive people, maybe people yes. that are just triggered by all these different things. Can you, do you want to talk yeah. a little bit about that and how they can find out more about that? Yeah. So um, uh, my specialty as a life coach is working with highly sensitive women and high sensitivity is actually, they're finding it's an actual trait. So it's like biologically implanted in us. And there is about 20% of the population who are highly sensitive. It's men and women. Um, and it just means we feel things very deeply. We get overwhelmed easily. Um, we may prefer one-on-one conversation to a huge group, um, you know, deeper connection, um, but it can be easy to get overwhelmed and have your parts that feel super sensitive, just want to 
shut down and disengage. Mm. Uh, so I'm hoping I'm uh, working on right now, creating a group for highly sensitive women that we will gather and share and uh, hopefully support each other in this journey of life and better understand our sensitive parts. Oh, that sounds great. I can think of a, a family member or a friend or two that could really benefit from that for sure. There you um, go. As we kind of wrap up, uh, is there mm -hmm. anything else that was on your heart to share today? What really I think is amazing about this model is that the parts work is that when we begin to bring more compassion and care for our own parts, it helps us see others in that light as well, which just brings, um, I don't know, more caring and kindness out into the world. And I think that's really important. Well, thank you, Biz, for, for sharing these thoughts and theories, or not theories, but these thoughts with us, uh, really helpful. And it really, like yeah. I said, it really helps put some context into all the tools and techniques we try to to, to do like, so kind of, Oh, yeah. why are we doing all these things? Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Kind of to help different parts of us. So it really, it really helps me uh, think about it in that way. So I appreciate it. Yeah. Sure thing. Well, Sean, this was really great. I really enjoyed our conversation. Thank you for listening to another episode of happy brain. If you enjoyed this, make sure you hit that subscribe button wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if you have an extra second, leave us an honest review over on iTunes or your Apple podcasting app. And until next time, my friends, keep that brain of yours happy. Happy.